What is up? It's Megan, and I'm back with another episode of the Scare Photographer Podcast, a podcast where we talk to fellow photographers about their journey into their business, their struggles, their wins, keeping it super vulnerable, and in hopes that we inspire other creatives to keep going on their journey. Here's another episode coming up right now. Welcome back. Okay, I have an amazing guest on today and I'm so stoked to kind of dive into his story and his business and everything about him. So welcome to the podcast. Jai, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited about our chat. um so I actually started following you when I attended the wedding photography summit probably two years ago maybe when he first started the summit um I loved everything about what we got to learn and then I obviously got to know you as a photographer and followed your journey a little bit so um yeah I wanted to kind of dive into where that began and go way back before summit and all those things and kind of just chit chat about what got you into what you do now and what got you inspired Mm -hmm. to create and that kind of thing. So if you want to kind of start all the way back at the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's, there's lots of, the timeline is, um, there's lots of places to start. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, like I've always been a creative and I've always loved business. So I love both of them. So I've been a natural born hustler forever. Um, I was definitely the kid selling you know, crystals on the side of the road yeah. and, and selling orange juice and like whatever else it is. Um, so I understand business really well. And I also understand like creativity and I, and I love creating art. I love like getting into uh, making stuff. And especially if I can combine the two, it's just one of the most amazing things. Yeah. What I did realize was though, um, when I became a full-time photographer back in 2013, after I quit my other, um, my other industry, basically, I, I realized that not many creatives think about business the way that I do, or they don't love business. And um, it actually broke my heart a little bit. Uh, one reason is because I actually found, find business really creative and really fun. Like it's, it's like the most epic adventure you could ever go on basically, yeah. you know? And so, so many people are scared of this adventure and they didn't realize that like, all well, they don't realize that that is the adventure more so than the art or the craft that they actually create. Because what is business? Business is, bringing what you what's important to you to the to who it's important to like Mm -hmm. it's just it's just a so it's just basically the vessel to take you from where you are now to where you want to be yeah from the the work that's meaningful to you to who loves it loves what you do yeah um so in 2015 after um i quickly grew in in the wedding photography industry i think in the first two years like i already had a six-figure business uh, I was already sponsored. I already won like rangefinder top 30 in the world. I already was like runner up Australian photographer of the year. And like, I did a lot of things in two years. So I was like, yeah. you know what I want to do is I want to run a workshop and I want to teach creatives how fun and how empowering it is to understand business and to be on this epic adventure, not be overwhelmed or scared of it, but actually love it. And yeah. so 2015, I did set out and started doing my first workshops. I started doing mentoring, coaching, and, um, I have been on a solid grind since uh, really sort of showing up all over the world, different, all the biggest conferences, like talking on the biggest stages and stuff to the smallest little workshops in the smallest towns 
and everywhere in between. (laughs) The smallest podcast and the biggest podcast. Um, And I think everywhere in between. And so the Wedding Photography Summit was like the pinnacle of all of that knowledge, all of that experience coming together. And then and then sort of just like going like, let's go bigger and let's share mm-hmm. this with the world and let's bring people in that don't usually have access to um, affordable accommodation or to people like myself or the other educators, because maybe the price tag or maybe the um, geolocation or yeah. um, whatever else it is. So we set out to really make it make a difference in the world at a time when the pandemic just hit and people need mm-hmm. more help than ever before. So that yeah. was purely our goal with that big event. I loved it so much. Um, I can tell you're obviously very passionate about teaching and inspiring creatives. So I'm going to like bring you back again. And I want to know where that um, inspiration comes from. Like, do you remember a time in your life when you, even when you were like younger, we're like, oh my gosh, I think being able to share or teach, Mm. like, did you have that spark earlier on in your career or life? (laughs) Well, there's a few reasons for it. One is I didn't really go to school. Um, okay. I was, I did a little bit of homeschooling, but we were homeless for a little bit. Um, I was right. in government housing. Um, we, you know, that it, it was like sort of a pretty turbulent upbringing. So there wasn't much schooling that I did. I, I did drop out in like year eight and year nine. I had to re-enroll myself in year 10 to get myself a high school certificate. But because of that reason, I was never told no, never told I had to put up my hand, never told I had to wear a uniform, never told that I can't, I shouldn't, it's impossible. And I made my own rules. And what I realized was after I finished school, it's like everyone was abiding by these rules that I didn't even see that existed. And everyone's conforming to standing in line and wearing a uniform and asking, you know, like all the things that we conform to because school creates perfect box factory workers. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. And I didn't think like that. And so I've had this gift and I knew I did from an early, from early on is that I didn't see the world, how other people seen it because I wasn't. Um, the fun and excitement wasn't educated out of me and you know what was possible wasn't educated out of me so Mm -hmm. because of that reason um, I'm able to sort of look objectively at the rules or how people are are, are like seeing the world and um, and give them a new perspective and give them permission and give them a new insight and a new thought pattern and new belief and a new mindset and I think that's really where my strength lies because it's what I live and breathe and for me like I I dance to my own drum and um, I do the things the way that I want to do it, regardless yeah. of the hate, regardless of the naysayers, regardless of the outcome, regardless if I'm going to fail, regardless of if I'm uncomfortable, regardless of my fear. Uh, I do it regardless. And I think yeah. for me, there's not many people in this world that do that. And I think I'm able to inspire a lot of people because of that. Yeah. Being unapologetically yourself, regardless of the outcome is a very terrifying place to be but it's also such a powerful place to be because like you said there's not a lot of people that will put themselves out there and risk yeah. like being embarrassed or being rit- not ridiculed but like uh criticized or, yeah there's a yeah. lot in that um it was when you first started coming out of the in like I, I know you I don't know if you still shoot in the wedding industry still or if your focus is mainly on yeah, teaching. Yeah, I shot a wedding on the weekend. <laughs> yes, nice. So you still yeah. do it, right? That's awesome. Um, yeah. What was like your first uh, like step into teaching like when you kind of started sharing or, or um, yeah, That's inspiring really people? Like question. what was that? What was that first experience like? Honestly. Um, well, a couple <laughs> of things. It scared the shit out of me because yeah. I'm an introvert. So it scared the shit oh, out okay. of me to, 
yeah, I was like, I ran a workshop. Not many people came. It was like less than 10. Mm-hmm. And it cost me a lot of money to put it on. And I remember sitting in front of the class and I was like petrified to talk in front of that many people. I yeah. just never have. I didn't have to do it at school. So it was a, something I had to overcome. Next thing is I had imposter syndrome. It's like, who am I? I've only been running a um, business for two years. Who am I to teach business to people that have been doing it for 10 years? Like, who am I? And the last thing is I didn't realize that I had a gift for what I do. Like I thought um, everyone sort of thought the same as me, but what I realized is what my common sense was, wasn't someone else's common sense. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was really, um, it was really eye opening to me to see what people resonated with and what they learned the most from. And I was like, that's weird that that's so profound and impactful for you when I th- feel like that's common sense for me in the way that I would think anyway. And mm-hmm. when I realized that, I realized I had something more to give. And, and then I sort of kept doing it and kept doing it because um, I, I realized that common sense isn't always common practice. And so there was mm-hmm. a big gap between these two things. And all I was doing is I was just like bridging the gap. And I, and I felt like it empowered a lot of people. Uh, it got them out of a hard place. It gave them permission. It gave them confidence. Um, it gave them clarity and I gave them the next step to where they need to go to. Yeah. Did you find you maybe kind of gain the same thing in doing that yourself? Like being able to be like, okay, I can do this. Like after that first workshop yeah. where you're like, fuck yes. Like I can do this. <laughs> okay. So just to give you on a journey. So the first time I did it was like, 50, oh, so it was under 10 people. And then I got asked to talk at a workshop and they said, yeah, so this is going to be in Perth and there'll be 50 people there. And I was like, 50. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be crazy, <laughs> right? And I remember I was stressing out. I flew all the way over there, stressing out. And one of the first things I did just to calm my, my nerves is I stood at the door as everyone entered and I, and I introduced myself to every single person, wow. gave every single attendee a hug. And I just stood and talked to every single person because then I was like, okay, it's just a room full of friends now, you know, yeah. so you don't need to be nervous. Um, and then I remember like I went back to doing the 10 person workshops. I was no longer, um, I was no longer intimidated by that. And then I got asked to talk at Way Up North and that was in Germany. And so I flew over there and they're like, it's going to be an auditorium of 500 people. And I remember thinking, oh my God. It's a lot and of shit, like, hands to shake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was just like, they don't even let you shake the hands. You have to be no. in the back room. There's like a green room. And then, yeah. you know, people sort of fuss around you and they put microphones on you and there's a camera coming out and people telling you when you have to, where you got to stand at when. And you walk out and it's epic music and there's a big slideshow and you got to walk down onto this giant stage and everyone's looking at you. And I was shitting my pants, man. I was, I was just like, why am yeah. I doing this? Like, why? Right. And I, and I really did bomb. I think the, the guys that ran the thing afterwards said like, this was one of the best presentations that we've ever had. But in my mind, I bombed it hard. I really yeah. did. And then after that, so like I did 500 people in person. Then I did the wedding photography summit. And that was 8,000 people. Yeah. And then I was just like, shit, like this is fucking nerve wracking. Why am I doing this? Right. And so for me, it's, it's always, I've been stepping it up, stepping it up. And um, I acknowledge that like a lot of people, like I can, I'm able to talk to a lot of people and I acknowledge that I am always still fearful, but I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I know that my other, like my, my personal success is on the other side of me getting uncomfortable so Mm -hmm. I have to do these things regardless of how insecure I could be or how I'm feeling or my imposter syndrome or uh, how many haters I get or how many naysayers I get which there's they're plentiful as well Uh, how much resistance that I get like all this stuff it's it's, I think I am where I'm supposed to be 
Yeah, I, um, I agree. I, it's interesting. Um, I'm doing a, a talk or a presentation at a conference at the end of March here. And I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, how am I going to do this? But you're right. Like just being like, okay, this is what I want to do. I have a message regardless of whether you feel that that message is for you to tell or not, it's your message and getting past that imposter syndrome. Part of it is like, I see my goal. I can get to my goal. I can do this. I just Mm. have to push myself a little bit more. Do you find, do you find now that you're teaching, like, is your pushing outside your comfort zone? Um, uh, how do I word that? Do you find you have to do it more that you're teaching rather than like, is it different when you're shooting as a photographer or you're teaching about business or photography? Like, do you find that that uncomfortableness is the same or different or I don't um, know how to word that properly? Doing good I there. think it's, it's all very relative, like getting uncomfortable. There's been so many situations that I've been uncomfortable when I'm shooting a wedding. And there's been so many times in my life that I've got to keep pushing myself. So as an example is like, I remember the first time I did a podcast interview and I got interviewed and I was, I was just petrified, absolutely petrified, just with my voice and, that, and the fact that I sometimes swear and yeah. people are going to judge me and I don't know who's listening. And so I started my own podcast so then that way I'd get over that fear and I'd be yeah. able to practice. And so when I got into a podcast room like this, that I'd be good at it. Yeah. Um, so I am always looking for the uncomfortable and I know nothing happens where it's comfortable. And so yeah. I have a very short attention span. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not a business owner entrepreneurs love to like break rules create um trends they they like to push the envelope they like to explore they like to experiment like regardless of anything business owners they stay comfortable because they're like oh i know a proven strategy is real comfortable and i'll do it again and do it next year and i'll do it next year and i'll do it next year and i won't evolve so that's the big difference between the two and at heart i'm not a business owner because i'm i hate managing and i and i hate repeating um, and doing what works. And that's why I'm always sort of making sure I do it completely different. So I'm still uncomfortable every time. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. I I've never thought of it that way. I love that. Um, cause I feel like too, as a creative entrepreneur, like it's ingrained in us to keep looking and keep exploring and keep expanding our boundaries and our artwork. Um, it's really easy to get caught up in what everyone else is doing. Like, Oh, that works. I'll do that. <laughs> Of course. And, but, and the, you know, like, you got to be, um, we've got to be honest with ourselves. Like not every photographer is an artist, not every mm-hmm. business owner, or not every creative and business owner is an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And so many of us, we like to lump some ourselves and like, sometimes it's not the best serving us. Like if we start calling ourselves an entrepreneur, but you're not actually an entrepreneur, um, you might feel inadequate or imposter syndrome and things like that, because you don't actually run like that. You're a business owner. And I think being a business owner is totally fine. And like, it's, you need to know where your groove is and, um, and be unapologetic with who you actually are instead of trying to fit into what's trendy or, you know, someone else's mold because it's cool or or like whatever else it is. But I've got to say like, there's plenty of wedding photographers that are absolutely not artists. Like they they got a proven process. They go in and take a dress shot. I don't see that as art. And, you know, they they take this, they take that. It's like, is that art? Mm, And everyone has to do it. It's it's a job, right? It's business. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it's the same as business. It's like, if you're not innovating, if you're not actually going out there and doing something crazy, if you're not actually like creating new trends and stuff like that, like, are you an entrepreneur or are you just a business owner? Because, you know, there's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I want to quickly talk about your um, business map. 
Um, yep. Six figure business map is what it's called. What was your process like going, like we're going step-by-step step here just from, you know, teaching yeah. a workshop and kind of deciding like, okay, I want to provide this info to more than just the 10 or however many people get to sit physically sit in front of you. Um, what was that process like? When did you kind of decide, okay, I'm going to make a course. Like I want to turn, I want to give this, or I want to create this opportunity for more people. 2019, I did, um, probably 10 workshops around Australia and New Zealand. And, um, I talked to a lot of people and people started telling me that like, one is like, Jai, it's really expensive because not only do I have to pay the fee, I have to travel to where you are. I have to take a couple of days off work or from my business. I have to get babysitters. I have to get my partner to help me. Uh, I have to pay for food and accommodation. And I, and I started seeing it as like, man, I'm not actually best serving these entrepreneurs. The second thing was, it was all well and good to inspire and give a how-to guide over two days like I did. Yeah. But I just overwhelmed people because after two days, they, they'd be riding higher for like maybe a month or two. But then after that, I didn't know if they got results mm-hmm. and I didn't know, I didn't know what they did afterwards. And I'd hear along the grapevine that people love my workshop, but I didn't d- directly get to help them along. So at the end of 2019, I was like, I was like, man, what I'm doing now is an injustice by not bringing it to more people. Like I need to be bringing it to more people, make it more accessible because I'm a busy entrepreneur. And personally, I don't just go to workshops because I want answers now and I want to build my business so I can make more money so I can go on more holidays and so I can see my friends and do those (laughs) things, you know, not just workshops. Um, So that's what we did. And we were like, okay, let's, well, let's create a course instead of two days, let's make it 12 months. So that way I can keep checking in with people, uh, keep mentoring, like coaching. So every two weeks I do some coaching, like people talk to me and now I feel like I'm a part of their success Mm -hmm. because they get in my DMs. They tell me, Jai, I just got featured. Jai, I just hit a hundred grand. Jai, I just booked my biggest package. Jai, I just did this. Jai, what should I do next? You know? And so I feel like I'm a part of the whole process. Jai, like I'm feeling like an imposter. Jai, like I just missed out on the lead. And we go down and we go up and we go around. But at the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, now I can get people results and I can actually optimize the content that we create based on in real time, what the trends are, what, what, um, how, business is working how people use the internet how our consumers are um, booking us how if COVID happens if if something in the world happens and it Mm -hmm. means like my my students have real-time access to a coach um so they can't get served in the best way possible yeah it was just for me it was a no-brainer and it was a game changer for everything yeah I'm sure it was um an undertaking being able to create that whole thing and then build a team around creating that. But what I want to know more than anything is how, because I know you personally answer almost every DM on your Instagram or message in your Facebook group. So I would like, what is that? Yeah. What is that like? I'm sure that can be overwhelming on some days. And I know, and I can tell that, you know, you're very passionate about what you do. So I see your why, but how, how is that for you? Like, what is that like? That's, I mean, that's life for me. Yeah. Someone actually wrote to me in, in my DMs today and they said, Jai, I love how you're so so successful and I love how humble you are that you actually like get back to people. Yeah. And I replied with, it's not me being humble. It's me be- not being entitled to your attention. And yeah. it's also me not feeling uh, like I'm so, like I've got to understand and I've got privilege. And so with this privilege, is it's like, I don't deserve to have all the students that I have, all the people that are learning from me. Like I have to earn it. 
and mm. earning it means like I've got to be there to actually give value. So if I'm not giving value, equal amounts of value to my students or more than what I charge, then, you know, they shouldn't be signing up to the things that I do. Yeah. Um, and I think in that case, it's like, it's just business. Like my yeah. clients and my students and their success, you know, I think Donald Miller said, your life will change when you stop losing sleep over your own business and you start losing sleep over your students' businesses. Yeah. And that's true for me. And I listen mm. and I listen and I watch and I, and I see all my students and what they're doing and if they're going to make a mistake or if they're not. And, um, and for me, it's just, um, that's, that's what business is. My, my business is people, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not the back end stuff. It's not like me being too cool on Instagram or too big to not <laughs> yeah. get on a podcast or, yeah. or like, you know, anything like that, because none of that stuff matters to me. Yeah. Only thing that matters is the people reaching out to me to send me a DM. Yeah. I, I love that so much. It's a big part of why I started this podcast was to really um, humanize our industry. Like we are, yeah. I'm a human being, you're a human being. I'm not better than you. <laughs> you aren't better than me. You know, like that's what was totally. so cool. And I remember when I reached out to you, I was watching your Instagram live and I was like, Hey, come on the podcast. And you're like, okay. And like, while you're on live, you're like, I saw your email. And I was like, yes, this to me is like why I started this podcast because my experience, um, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, especially when you start in the wedding industry or in the business or entrepreneur industry in general, is it's super fucking intimidating <laughs> in mm, the very beginning. Absolutely. It can be. And so I mean, it's not only just intimidating, they like, especially when I first came up, there were people that were rock star photographers. Yeah. And that they did counsel people like myself that were undercutting the market or running workshops. Who am I? So like honestly, I gotta say firsthand, I was I experienced all of what you're yeah. talking about, you know? Yeah. And so I'm the same as you. It's like I don't want to treat people the way I got treated, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when I started in the industry, because if I treated people the way I got treated in the industry, man, that my mentors, like the people I looked up to, most of them I shouldn't like, but I yeah. still do because I'm a nice person. And I'm like, man, the way that you treated me, like I wish things were different, you know what yeah. I mean? And and so what you're doing right now is you're changing the game yeah. because you're saying like, hey, enough's enough, enough rock stars yeah. in this world. Like we're all humans. <laughs> yeah. And it was just such a, um, it was such a, such a beautiful experience when we had that conversation. I'm like, this, this is why I do this <laughs> because yeah, awesome. I was just like, I'm just going to ask and go from there. And I've experienced this before where people got excited. They're like, Oh, I got to meet so-and-so in the hallway when we did a photo shoot. And I was like, they're just an awesome person. That's totally, you know, yeah. you can reach out to them and ask them a question. So I always tell that to any creative, any entrepreneur that I come across that it doesn't, um, like ask, ask questions, talk to them like they're normal human beings. You're a normal human being who puts his pants on the same way. What's that? Um, I just go to work like saying? everybody else every day, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I appreciate that so much. And um, it's been awesome to be able to chit chat about this on the podcast. Well, you know, another thing is um, a lot of people like say, for instance, if I get a hater or a naysayer, well, yeah. let's say a hater, a lot of times like they haven't actually reached out to me and they don't actually know me and they haven't yeah. actually made the time. But what they do is create their own mind up and they imagine that I wouldn't get back to them because I'm too popular or because right. I'm too busy or whatever it is. So they create their own scenario. Then they project it onto me and it's not real. It's not like a real life, you know, scenario. And so um, many of us, we do that and we like, Oh, that person's unreachable, unattainable, or they're too busy or whatever it is. But really it's like, Hey, you're putting up those blocks. That's your mindset. Like, you know, yeah. that's not me. You, that shouldn't be a reflection on me because I am here every single day. Like after this, I'm doing some mentoring for free. 
for some of my sailors in the business map, like, you know, straight after that, there's another mentoring session, straight after yeah. that, there's another podcast, like I'm here doing the things, you know? So it's up to you to make the first move and be open to talking to people in your industry. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, this has been great. I appreciate you so much um, for all that you do. And I'm excited to watch everybody grow and learn through your business map. Um, the six figure business map, is it open currently for registration? Um, we're actually funny enough. And this is a really good thing that we're talking about now because, um, yeah. we're actually re-recording the whole course from start Ooh, to finish right that's now. That's exciting. Yep. So it's, it's closed down now. So there's people, the people that are inside it are inside it. Um, but it's going to open up on the 31st of May this year, 2022 is the next time we're going to do a big, um, like Apple style launch and show all the new features. We're rebuilding, re-recording the whole thing, rebuilding the whole thing, making a whole new offer, whole new, everything, whole new experience because, um, we innovated courses in 2019 when we launched courses, but now there's like lots of them out there and people have out innovated us. And I'm not yeah. one to be complacent. And so right. I'm like, man, I'm going to like get back in there and yep. remake everything and, and get in front of the curb again. And that's just business. You know, you need to keep evolving and growing and changing. Yeah. And um, right now we're so excited to be doing that. And it's such a learning curve. And honestly, the last two years, I've learned more than anyone. And I've learned how to get people results, how to show people how they can build a six-figure business, how they can get money quick, how they can market quick. Um, and so now I can change and optimize my content to really bring that to the masses as well, which is, which is incredibly, I don't know, amazing feeling for me. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. And it's yeah. such a great feeling when you're like, I can do this and I get to inspire people. It's really, really mm. awesome. Um, you also have your own podcast, make your break podcast. Yes. Make your break um, podcast. Nice. On for Spotify, creative entrepreneurs. Apple. It's on yeah. all the platforms. Nice. Um, definitely come over and my, I have some of the biggest industry leaders and I have other people, I have everyone on there. Um, I also do solo episodes and we talk everything about business and being a creative entrepreneur, being a wedding photographer. Um, yeah, it's all about That's business awesome. and it's all about, it's, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. I love it. Um, if you want to go follow Jai or maybe you do already, but his Instagram is jailong.co. Um, your website's jailong.co and go over and have a listen to his Make Your Break podcast. Thank you so much, Jai. This has been such a joy, such a treat. Megan, I don't know what the right so term is. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for having us, Megan. Yeah, really absolutely. Appreciate you. Awesome. Okay, well, we'll see you all on the next episode.